And what is up? We back for another dope-ass episode with The Heavy Hours. Person of interest, I'm your host, Natalie Jones. What's great about this week is these guys, The Heavy Hours, are the band that if you don't know who they are, you're about to find out one of the best bands coming up in America right now. I'm very honored to say they're from my hometown of Cincinnati, and they're the real deal. So here's how this all happened. A family friend reached out and was like, yo, do you know about The Heavy Hours? They're in your hometown. What is going on? They're going. They're about to go on tour with St. Paul and the Broken Bones, amongst other things. They've already opened up for Galactic, sold out shows across the country. You got to get down with it. So then I looked them up on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, really dug their new EP called Wildfire, which they wrote with Dan Auerbach. And I learned these guys are like super legit. John, AJ, Mike, and Flint. Flint wasn't here for the interview, but John, AJ, and Mike were. And let me just tell you, we had a freaking blast. I feel like, y'all, if you need a tour manager, I know that you already have one, but if you need another one or just like a spirit girl to go with you, it'll be me. I'm loving their new stuff. You got to check out their new their new single right now, Wildfire. Also, my personal favorite, Ache. And then they did an amazing Dua Lipa cover that Mike sings, and his voice is captivating. Please enjoy. You can find them. Google The Heavy Hours, heavyhours.com, on all the socials, The Heavy Hours, and enjoy. <laughs> I'm Mike Jack. Everybody, introduce yourself first. Mike? Hello, my name is Michael. Hi. Hello, oh, wait. my name is John. Hi, John. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm AJ. AJ, hi. And Andrew, who is your brother? Michael. Gotcha. Well, now that makes sense. Now that I see it, I'm like, mm-hmm. duh. <laughs> Completely. Um, I AJ, I love that your name is AJ and you're wearing a shirt that says AJ's Good Time Bar. <laughs> yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> it's, it's Alan Jackson. Uh, yeah, do you see the cartoon on the back? Uh, no, uh, super cool. <laughs> yeah, Alan Jackson, personal have, hero. Have you ever been to the AJ's Bar in Destin, Florida? No. There's this huge tourist trap bar called AJ's that's like four stories. It's pretty much like spring break for adults all that, day, every day. Is that where you got your, your like, no, gala that was, pina colada? that was Panama City. Yeah, that's that Pineapple Willies. Oh, Pineapple uh, Willies. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen AJ's down in Destin. One time John drank uh, an entire gallon of, what was blue, it? It was Blue Big Margarita. Blue. Oh, it was Blue Margarita. And he just, like, kept drinking it. And then, like, within, like, an hour, he was, like, hammered drunk. And he was like, have some blue on me and tried to, like, give it to people. And then he was so, like enraged with confidence that he wanted to race me on the I'm beach. not very athletic. And Michael's as you know and so he made us athletic. set up like an hundred I don't know, fifty fifty yard race and John fell like eleven yards into After the race. After like two seconds into the race. John, awesome. just um just for the little bit that I've known you, seeing you at a pineapple willies sounds like it was a sight to be seen to begin <laughs> with. Like, pineapple willies. Just John with a blue margarita, pineapple I living, willies. I was living my my good life. That's back when you had short hair and you were clean shaven. That's true. Before you went to the dark side, when did that happen? <sighs> when the band started. Yeah. Oh. Actually the day I got married, I stopped cutting my hair for like three years. For Heck strength. Yeah. For yeah. strength. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! Just Let's, like in the Bible, I, she already she already married me, so it's like <laughs> you're gonna do about it. You're screwed. Yeah. Time to give up. Wait, so uh, so when did the band? So when did the heavy hours start? Like 2000. We all would give a different answer. 17. To 2017. Yeah. Okay, so oh, that was like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. AJ got married, years. and I was like, man, I wanna. I'm bored because AJ was my best friend. I was like, I, we need to like do something that keeps us friends while you're married. And so <laughs> let's let's uh, let's just start playing music and hanging out. Because AJ was always in bands in high school, and like 
always the lead singer, always the center of attention, always on stage. Some mm-hmm. people are just born to be he, that he way. Was, AJ was just born with Some the, people are just born to be assets. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's been playing music since he was in sixth grade. Sixth grade. and Playing uh, guitar since I was in sixth and grade. And I've been friends with AJ since seventh grade. We go way back. We we became friends at a middle school dance because we were too scared to dance with the girls. Yeah. So we played, we played games on our phone. and, and Mike then, and I were the guys at the middle <laughs> school dance that were like... The, there was like these really intimidating, attractive-looking girls that wanted that were very evil, and they like dragged us onto the dance floor, and they're like, "We're gonna make you our, you know." The mean I girls wearing tank man. tops before everybody else. But they were. I knew they. Yeah. I knew they didn't like us. They were making fun of us. Yeah. And so Mike and I just ran away. And so yeah, we just sat in the back and became best friends that night, and um, started playing music. And then um, we had been friends with John for a while. We all we became friends in college. And John was like, I want to be a part of this music experience. Uh, I'm going to learn the bass. And so John, like, locked himself into a room for a month and learned the bass. And now John's, like, the best. Yeah, John's really? in the band. John, how... No, I'm not. John said, John said, I want to join a band. What do you guys need? I was like, what do you need? <laughs> I'll, well, I'll play anything. I'll wait, play... and how long ago was this? This was, like, five years ago. Yeah. Oh, my god. And legitimately bought, like, a beginner bass and amp and then yeah. just plucked your fingers well, off. Well, the awkward thing was we had another friend in our group that could actually play bass. Yeah, I think I think kind of wanted to do it, but and we just didn't ask but him. I, yeah. <laughs> but to be in the band, you needed a certain amount of like dirt bag. You know what I mean? And and John yeah. had that. You know, he had he had a good amount of dirt <laughs> before, bag. Before before the hair, yeah. like yeah, yeah you, we, we can see the dirt bag in you. You can tell. because you know yeah. we have some friends who are like you know we're hanging out with them and they're like oh you know I don't want to eat at Burger King that's dirty and it's like nope you're not in the band yeah <laughs> you need to be able to eat White Castle at 4 a.m. yeah and I mean, you know we, the second I knew John had a lot of dirt bag in him was. He won a year's worth of Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. He had like 50-something. Wait, free. like from a radio station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. No, I, no we all used to we, camp out yeah. at Chick-fil-A yeah. openings. Like at Chick-fil-A openings, you get like 56 free meals. Yeah. And like Wait, my God, this is like legit? It's yeah. a game. Hold on, I <laughs> we am. We went to multiple Chick-fil-A openings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are whoa, you whoa. a Chick-fil-A connoisseur? No, I am a Strictly Raisin Canes girl, baby. Oh, oh I respect we love that. it, too. We love, we we love, love Raisin Okay, Canes. yeah, I'm a Caniac. I like to call myself the queen of the chicken uh, tender. Finger tender, yeah. yeah. I'm a big chicken Box tender combo. Guy. That's actually the most right. annoying thing about these guys is that, like, you know, we're traveling the country sometimes, and it's like, okay, is there a Canes or a Chick Fil A nearby? <laughs> it's like, guys, come on, we're yeah. like in, you know. But but back Denver. to back to John in his in his years worth of Chick Fil A, um, you know, it's supposed to last you a year. He he didn't even share them. He just straight up <laughs> ate. 52 <laughs> meals of Chick-fil-A in a span of like two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I remember I got, I got in trouble once because I went out three times in one day. Breakfast, yeah. lunch, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. All my roommates were like, John, where the hell are you going? Yeah. Okay, first of all, let's just talk about how a year's worth of Chick-fil-A is only 52 because they give you one a week. One a yeah, week. One yeah, one a week. That's what That's everybody awesome. does. Yeah. That's what everybody that right does. I mean, it's, it, yeah. It, it should have last shouldn't last longer. you two weeks but it, i don't think it would last you a full year either i mean that's not surprising just goes to show your determination and your focus just mm-hmm. like how you taught yourself how to play the bass you're like i'm gonna do this one thing <laughs> really nothing well. else matters and yeah. i'm going to perfect that is that's actually john's MO. that's your personality yeah. that's john's yeah. personality yeah man well then it, well then obviously it, uh, it's working i didn't yeah. i didn't even try like different things on the chick-fil-a menu yeah you i just got the same it. thing every time wow. 52 <laughs> times there you go. Yeah, it's a solid. I bet you're. I bet you're um, a very 
your integrity runs very high. Oh yeah. John's stomach. <laughs> John's <laughs> solid. The solid. Guy. John's solid guy. stomach is in the shape of a chicken sandwich <laughs> and large fry. Wait, wait, hold on. But so it just I thought, slides it. So you guys started playing music together, like the band of like became a thing, you know, like a thing thing five years ago. But then uh, didn't you all start playing when you were kids together, like? No, so no? the first, so this, I used to take great pride in the fact that like I had been in bands before and that this was these guys' first band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still is like, you know, you guys have never been in any band before. But the only scared. bands that I'd ever been in were, you know, I, I used to play by myself in college at, you know, Rose Street Cafe and, and Motor and like all these weird random venues. Uh, but I used to play in high school with a group of guys and, you know, that was. I was the uh, egocentric tyrant of the of those bands <laughs> mm. in high school, and so I would just do very weird indie style things. And I remember one day that I was no one out understands with with Mike. No one <laughs> yep. understands. No one understands me. Okay, that's the one thing I want to get get across. <laughs> that is true. I don't. We yeah, don't. We don't. Need, don't. <laughs> <laughs> like that's true. We're not even fucking around. That's true. One day Mike was like, "Hey, why don't you make a song with just two chords?" <laughs> and it was just like, "Why don't?" You? And I was like, "Oh, you want me to do something stupid like this?" And I started playing this like little E and A and like basic melody. And he's like, "Hey, that sounds sick. <laughs> it sounds better than your old stuff." And I was like, "You know what? It kind of does." And we got. I got started. You know, Michael. He liked. Uh, uh, he liked music that everybody else liked. I liked music that nobody liked. And then when the three of us got together, it was like, oh, this is kind of unique. Yeah. So yeah. did you guys think when you guys got together that you wanted to make this as big of a thing as it's become and as it is becoming? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you guys are just like, let's just hang out and play music, and but, now yeah. you've stum- stumbled yes. upon something it, yeah, it, really no. epic. It literally was just us. Like We've we're all been best friends first. Like That's what came first in our yeah. friendship. So... It was mainly just like us goofing off and playing music together, and that was like our our way of being friends and hanging out. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. And then like very quickly on into that, I think we all like kind of like looked around and realized like, hey, like this is actually like sounding like a lot better than we imagined it ever would. And like we're writing songs together in a way that like other bands, you know, probably don't have the luxury of doing. And this is like it's all really natural. It's all really fun. And we're like, huh. I guess uh, let's see where this kind of goes. And so pretty quickly in on the on the band experiment, we we were like, this is this is cool. This is right. So who writes a lot of your stuff now between you guys? Who's who's the main writer? It is well, it's really three ways. It really, really? Yeah. 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 We all have different writing styles. AJ is the kind of guy who shows who has like AJ presents like. 11 songs per week okay and he's like he's the machine <laughs> gun guy machine just gun. to shoot yeah. everything that ever comes to his mind he's like this is a song idea and me and john are like oh we have to kind of like filter through it john, <laughs> sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad john yeah. presents pickles th- and carpet three songs a year and and he gets i get really terrified yeah john gets nervous You're really There's nervous like, i like i almost start to cry <laughs> yeah, it's like dude we're your best friends yeah, like, like you can I, show I, us this is terrifying like the guy at the open mic that's like oh uh-huh. Yeah, and then I think I'm somewhere in the middle, you know, just kind of like not not as weird. So what, what <laughs> ends up happening is we get together at practice and uh, we all record our song ideas on our voice memo. And so what we'll usually do, this is just sounds really stupid while I'm, as I'm saying it, but we'll hit play on our voice memo and hold it up to the microphone at practice. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, what, what we end up listening to is like John like whispering in his closet Late at night. with like a single string guitar <laughs> and it's coming out of this terrible microphone. Uh, but like sometimes we hear that and and it's like oh man if that that's, sounds there's something if yeah. that sounds yeah. good you know it's 
mm-hmm. doing all right. But yeah, it's we we get together and we just our eyes roll back in the back of our heads and we just sort of whatever's in the cauldron that day. That's how it gets written. So your latest EP, Wildfire, Wildfire is a song off it, and it's called Wildfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys wrote this with Down Auerbach as well. Which one? But which songs did you guys write with him as well? Because by the way, he is like such an epic songwriter. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. That is like the coolest thing yeah, in the world. That was the scariest thing hero. ever. Meeting okay, can you tell me like how that kind of happened in a little bit? Yeah, give me the, we had the a, scoop. So yeah, Wildfire we, wasn't written with Wildfire was a co-write with our producer. And, a, and, a, and another guy, uh, which is how the writing with Dan worked out. When we got invited to Dan's studio, every day that we wrote, it would be two of us, a combination of the two of us, and then Dan and another guy. Mm-hmm. Very Nashville, very like, you know, yeah. people in a And room. all of Dan's friends are like 125 year old. They like men. played on Elvis records yeah, and Johnny Cash records. And they're and geniuses. Like... And that's how so... Don't Walk Away got written. Okay, I love that song, mm-hmm. by the yeah. way. So, hold on, but I've read that you guys said like Wildfire isn't a song that you guys would like typically write or whatnot. So, tell me like why you would think so that was the one that you would. We, you know, we're coming from before we met Dan, the f- it was just, you know, the three slash four of us in our basement, and we or were just, in the abandoned house. Yeah, writing, the abandoned like, house that writing, we, like that yeah, actually weird. existed that we wrote music in, uh, <laughs> p- playing these very you know just uh, sort of country slash pop slash whatever was happening in that room, and then when we met Dan, and then again when we met our producer Simon uh, and co-producer David, we. They introduced us, they sort of introduced us to their vision that they had. You know, Dan had this vision that he was like, hey, I like your guys' songs, but write these new tunes with me. I've got this vision for you guys. And then we, when we met up with Simon, he said, uh, I've got a vision for you guys, you know. And so Wildfire uh, is, if you strip it down on a guitar, it's, uh, it, it sounds, you know, just like any other song. But the production style, you know, we would have never have shot for I don't, just don't think we knew how to produce a song like that. Mm-hmm. We needed somebody yeah. like, like Simon. Yeah, or had the ability. You know, we were like trying to record things in this abandoned house with three instruments and like mm-hmm. just like making a bunch of harmonies and stuff. And then we were kind of like introduced to a real studio, and we're like, oh man, we have access to make these songs sound bigger, and that is like a direction we want to go in. We want to like our producer one time sat us down. And he was like, you guys sh- like. Indie bands these days are afraid to write big songs. And he's like, you guys shouldn't be afraid. He's like, if you have the ability to write a song that you can imagine thousands of people singing along with, then do it. And so we we're like, oh, I guess that there's a point to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. there's also something about somebody giving you, like, the allowance. Yeah, Somehow exactly. you just need it mm-hmm. of, yeah, like, okay. We, we for sure needed someone to, like, as cheesy as it sounds, to, like, yeah. believe in us. Because yeah, it was yeah, like... Yeah. Our band practices were like three in the morning, and we're like, "This sounds great!" And this a weird abandoned house that we had access to, and we're like, "This sounds <laughs> awesome!" And then to have like an outside force that's, you know, worked with artists that we've looked up to before, it was like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, all right, we're we're doing something right. This is good." But what's crazy is that this was all happening before we got signed, and so we were just in this producer's basement making this record and he was saying all these things like we need to make it huge we need to be big we need to like go for gold we need to play in stadiums and it's like we don't even have a record deal <laughs> but i yeah. guess we're gonna take your word for it yeah well i mean i mean that's because he definitely believed in you mad and so now you guys have played um sold out shows and everything how does that feel 
And now you guys are opening for, like, you guys opened for Galactic, and right? And so now you're opening for St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and who else? I don't know. I don't think that we sold out those shows, did <laughs> yeah. we? Hey, we hey sold out it crowds, doesn't matter. But... You, know what, you know what it's like. You know yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Playing in front of a full crowd is awesome. It's we crazy. played um, a show during quarantine. We opened up for... Fits in the Tantrums. Fits in the Tantrums. How was that? Columbus. And it was, it was, it was crazy. crazy. It was like... The, it was an outdoor show, and it was like a car show. But we got in this huge... Got on the huge stage and just like... As far as our eyes could see, it's just a sea of cars. We're just like cars, cars, and they're like, "Oh man!" A, it's a strange form of audience because <laughs> yeah. they're not clapping; they're honking, they're honking and, and flashing, flashing their, their lights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's been awesome. You know, like it's crazy playing big venues like that. It's been so fun. And then just last week, um, we played like a little EP release show, and we we're expecting it to be kind of like small, it's like a Monday night, and we just wanted to like do something fun and local. And I think, like, the moment for us was, like, on, like, three or four of the songs, like, the audience was singing the words back to us. And we're like, hey. this is a weird feeling. It's a Even though cool it's only moment. 300 people, it's a crazy feeling for us. Yeah, you, you know, as a band, you kind of have to earn that experience of people singing along with your songs because you can't just, you know, start a band and then the next day expect people to start singing along mm -hmm. to the tunes. So that was really cool. The Fits in the Tantrum show was a was a big deal because I've been waiting my whole life to hear, to have this experience where you hear the kick drum yeah. uh, mic'd up and you get to hear that like big boom uh -huh. when, he's, when he's, you know, testing the testing the kick drum mic. And I remember yeah. I was in a really, really disgusting porta potty. And I, <laughs> I heard I heard our I heard our kick drum being tested and I was hey. like, we made it. <laughs> I'm here at the pinnacle. Okay, so can I ask you like before the band before this all took off, like what do what were you guys doing in life? Because I just love how you guys have like stumbled upon this. And I'm like, well, so what did you want to do? Oh, and so, so now this is happening and like kind of taking over, right? So yeah, this is this is our lives now. Yeah. I'm an investment banker. Um, yeah, me and John. Wait, really? No. Okay, I was like, well, I don't. Know. You could tell me anything, AJ, and I would believe it. We were so, we were I living like that we were living the dirtbag life. I was. In a sweaty garage making whiskey with two friends. Nice. And, yeah, I was working at Northside Distilling. Oh, just, no, great. Yeah, I was just yeah, making whiskey. Well, I know Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie yeah. Masters, mm -hmm. great guy. Yeah, great I was guy. in the back sweating. I smelled like corn all the time. This is where nice. I was on the farm. Yeah, the yeah, farm. Not the not the cool location downtown. It, I, I, it was kind oh, of crazy. I felt dope. like I like, was, like, living in the 1920s because there was, like, we were making whiskey out of this, like, barn, like, in, on a farm in Northside and the barn really didn't have like amenities or like real power for all that digging like, out you digging a hole yeah pretty yeah. much and i just like had like an an old acoustic guitar and i would like strum it on the front porch wall <laughs> while the uh <laughs> while the whiskey was going and um you that know, sounds awesome yeah i was it was like a like a 1920s vagabond kind of situation oh man a lot <laughs> of time to, to speak to your soul then yeah yeah you know yeah, but I was, like, living with my parents, so it wasn't that cool. <laughs> Yo, living with your parents is super cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. If I could live with my parents still, I would. That's true. If your yeah. parents are cool, then yeah. living yeah. with them is also cool. Your parents are cool. John, I don't know what you were doing. I did a I couple a crazy job. things. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, you were building houses or something. No, I worked <laughs> at a laser tag. Oh, <laughs> wait, scallywag tag? Oh, yeah, you're that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Eventually, got to run it for a little while, but... Nice. And then I graduated college and I worked at a at a bank. 
I don't want to name names. Okay. But it was a miserable job. <laughs> and you were I was not, at a bank also and hated it after I was not made for corporate yeah. life. Mm-mm. And then I, I did work in construction for like a couple years, like working on remodeling yeah. houses and stuff. Nice. Yeah. AJ, what about you? I've got a screen printing studio in my basement. Okay. And so uh, I just, instead of, I have never held a real job, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I graduated college, I just started emailing um, musical artists and just asking them, hey, can I design a t-shirt for you? Can I design a poster for you? Can I print them for you? Uh, and some of them said yes. Um, and so, yeah, I screen print shirts and posters and do a little bit of graphic design just whenever the work can come in and it, it was going pretty steady. It still is going pretty steady. Uh, it looks a little different now that the band is picking up, but um, yeah. Nice. Yes, that was, uh, yes, all those things I love that this. we gave you were. This is legit. We're going to get sued by Hudipool probably, but. Oh, well, okay. you know, I don't, I don't think really think it exists anymore. Dude, That's true. It's got the. It's, that's such an old can. Yeah. The, st- the statute of limitations is. Is it, is it the white one? The one that, the, from the year we went to, to the Super Bowl? Oh, I, think I so. don't know. It, it, may, it maybe used to be white. It's pretty oh, gray that, and That would beige, be the 90s, you know? that bad. <laughs> so, you it's know, a different shaped can, actually. So, mm. this tour you're all about to embark on, is this your um, kind of like the. Is this your biggest one, you would, I would say? Um, probably. Are you playing yeah, the biggest yeah, show? Our biggest show on it that we'll play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're playing a show out in Colorado that's gonna that's already sold out for like three thousand people, which is gonna be the one in Fort Collins. The one in Dillon Amphitheater. Dillon, gotcha. Dillon Amphitheater. It's a beautiful amphitheater on a Up lake. The mountains. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. And who are you guys playing with? Big, big head Todd and the Monsters. Yeah. Sick. And um, so yeah, we're gonna have some big some shows. 90s this one. Heroes. Um, getting to play with St. Paul and the Broken Bones is gonna be. Kind of mind blowing. It's like, yeah, that's wild. Have getting you, to play with bands that like we have listened to for yeah. a long time and like are fans of even outside of opening up. Have you crazy. met them yet? We have not. No. Man, you guys, that's so cool. I'm also a huge fan of theirs. So yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Super, super epic. So what do you? What is the heavy hours moving forward? What do you guys? What is it like? What? How do you guys see the rest of your year shaping up? I want to get this record out. The whole yeah. record. Hit the, the road EP is hard. Out, which is good. We just bought a van. Yeah. So we're hoping Congratulations. What kind of van? A Chevy, Chevrolet van. Chevrolet. 2015. <laughs> 15 passenger van. Yeah, we actually just just bought it like today. Wow. We're like gonna, before you came <laughs> here? Like we're going to be picking kind it up of, this like afternoon. We're gonna, like we're going to leave here and go pick it up. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so cool. What color is it? White. You guys going to sleep in it? Does it like have windows or? It's got windows. I'm sure we'll try. <laughs> I'm sure uh, we'll sleep at s- some point in it. Yeah. But yeah, that's so hopefully, be... I think the the goal is put as many miles on the van in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're gonna be the band that like our even manager has been saying like, you guys are just gonna play every show and all of the shows that you're ever gonna be given, just yeah. going for it. So because we, you know, we came into we got signed at a very weird time. We got signed right when the pandemic started, and that, and just ever since the pandemic got real and weird um touring has been just very messed up you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there is no rhyme or reason anymore and so i think that whether it's an official tour or just like a string of shows i think it's what mike said we're our manager's just gonna send us like all right you're gonna be here then you're gonna go over here then you're gonna go over here 
and then you're gonna do this. <laughs> well, that's awesome, and it's also, is it difficult because you guys are are you, all three of you guys are married? Two of us. Two Mike of you guys. Is, Mike, what's the call? Mike's married. Everybody, to the game. ladies, get ready. Get <laughs> out on the road. This guy's gonna be. A, he's gonna be a, every night out no, there. Michael makes women angry. Michael Me- wants to call the band. Oh God, we should. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, Mike. He's he's a, he's uh he's like a he's our he's our sex appeal. You know, yeah. Mike. He's a, our handsome our handsome little hey. Little yeah. You're gonna Whoa. be. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. You're I like have, I have pitched before to call the band. Michael Marchegi and the Married Men because it's a great alliteration. <laughs> but it is. It really is. They haven't gone for it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little insulted, but I don't know. I don't yeah, want to be AJ's deduced. AJ's so mad because like, you were asking about how the band started. Um, AJ was actually the lead singer of the band for like the first couple months. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am not still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And then, and then, I am. Not, I don't. Uh, we heard Mike sing, and it was just like, okay, Mike is a thousand times better. <laughs> we should. We should let him be the singer. I don't know. It took a little bit of convincing. John, oh my! John gosh. had to do the convincing. John's the mastermind behind no. it all. Yeah. You guys tell this story as if I was I do Caesar. All of, you have I, stab I, me. I do all of Mike's dirty work for him. That's true. <laughs> I'm too much of a, yeah, I'm a brute, pacifist. I'm brute, and you're uh, John does all the does all the band's dirty work. Yeah. Oh, everybody needs one. John, also, are you the guy who just became a father? That's me. Congratulations! Thank you. And you, uh, how new is the babe? Say that again. How new is how, how? Oh, he's like two weeks. He's real small. I mean, that's so congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, so going on. I was asking Andrew about this before. So now you're embarking on this, you know, a couple months of shows all over the place. You gonna be okay being away? Or are you, are you gonna jump back home? It's it's gonna be this weird tension where <laughs> I will miss him dearly, so that when I come back home, like it'll be great to be home. Yeah, and then. I'll want to go back out on tour again at some point. So know. do you think, just wrap with me here for a second on this. So what if y'all would have started the band 10 years ago as opposed to now? Because you guys are in a different phase of your life than you were, you know, being, you know, young rock and roll, roll lifestyle, you know, yeah. which maybe you guys still do. I mean, you know, I'm just saying like you guys are older, <laughs> more mature now, more focused. <laughs> do you think that that's how that's like helping you guys to your benefit? You know what I mean? I think so. I think, Probably. honestly, like, my instinct, if you know, just knowing who I was 10 years ago and knowing who these guys were 10 years ago, I think we would have made many more stupid decisions. Like, yeah, I think we would have argued a lot more. Honestly, I wouldn't even have broken been up. able to go out on stage. It took me like, like I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like out on stage. It's like, oh, I feel most comfortable on stage. The stage is my life. You're like, not? I'm, I'm out there like barely holding on to my guitar picks. I'm shaking every show. Really? Yeah. So. Legitimately. My, John and I call each other. <laughs> Uh, before shows, and we're like, is Michael going to play this show? <laughs> I've played every show. I haven't, I haven't backed out yet. Oh, but my God. Okay, well, so what's your methodology that you, that you got to do to get yourself warmed up and, like, in the zone before? Oh, man. Three, <laughs> three beers. Please tell us. Please tell <laughs> no. us. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. 20 beers. No, I, no. I'm like a, All the drugs you do. I'm like a bug 60. I, I need, like, two beers. Um, <laughs> way to brag about your weight. <laughs> I feel like yeah, way to flex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 270. I don't think like bragging as a guy about being 100 or whatever. Um, you almost said it again. Yeah. How much can you bench press? I, mean, I, can, I can bench press like 350. Like oh, yeah. okay. I can Just bench kidding. press 400. I'd be by a bench press. I can I deadlift a thousand. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, my methodology. It's it's different every time. Sometimes it's like, you know, it just depends on how I feel that day. And it depends on who's in the crowd. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like people I know in the crowd, I'm like, oh god, this is terrible. Yeah. But if we're like in Omaha, Nebraska, and I don't know a single person, then it's like, no, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can screw up, and no one's gonna remember me. Wait, so what about you guys? Do you guys get nervous before <laughs> you go used on stage? To get deathly afraid of shows. Like I would, I would borderline be just like paralyzed. <laughs> really? I would, but I, I don't, I haven't been nervous at a show in a long time. I will speak for AJ. AJ has a has a problem where he has he, too much confidence. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he he would be good if he got a little nervous because AJ w- can go out there and be like, "Oh, I I don't even remember like writing that song. That's what that's on our album. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to play it." And we're like, "You don't know the parts." He's like, "Oh, what's the worst going to happen?" And we're like, "A lot of bad things can happen." <laughs> like AJ's never been nervous for anything in his life, which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys know. are the perfect mix of personalities. That's good. In order to make this, like, <laughs> I think, a cosmic, like, perfect, perfect mix. Like, you balance each other out 100%. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's I, yeah. what makes the band survive. And I think, like, having, being old, a little bit older, I think, like, just navigating the music industry was, mm-hmm. like, it's just a weird place. Like, it, 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 it is, is a crazy. It's wild. And, like, you just meet so many people and you have to, like, have this sense of like what do they want kind of thing like what do they want like from us like they're promising us this and we had i think like being a little older and being able to like see through some of the bs in some situations and like Mm -hmm. see like what we should actually do in some other situations was really helpful like we didn't get caught up in like the in the weird life of like playing you know six shows a week for like five people at random bars and drinking every night you know yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a thing with like really young bands like we're just gonna play as a many thousand sh- shows a year yeah and, <laughs> and like gonna... eventually someone's gonna hear us or something like and that yeah, yeah. So. you know you bring that up and it makes me think the about the beginnings of the band and uh when we started i remember our main concern and our main desire as a group was to record music mm-hmm. we yeah. really wanted to be in the studio we like saved up all of our money so that we could go to nashville to this really small, crazy basement studio, <laughs> like it's very sketchy place <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> called the Bomb Shelter, um, and we just wanted so badly to have our songs that we wrote like on, you know, a CD or a vinyl or whatever. Um, and we've always just kind of been a band that just like yeah wants to record music, and I think that that's, I mean that's the reason why we. Uh, got picked up by our agent was we spent another chunk of change on another record and that's what he heard and that's what he liked that's what dan heard that's what dan liked so what are y'all's main influences like bands that influence you oh yes Mm -hmm. i love this one always comes to mind (laughs) i'm gonna get so much shit for it but uh i love kings of leon are you gonna go to their show oh you guys are gonna be out of town yeah yeah Mm. but i've been to been to a couple shows but no, I like their, especially their early stuff, not their, like, Sex on Fire kind of stuff. Very up. Yep. Um, the Another reason why John was, was so good at picking up the bass in a span of, like, three weeks was because we didn't know this about him at the time, but John's parents were, like, worship leaders in a really small, like, yeah. 
hillbilly church out, out, out past Batavia. Well, like one of those ones that's just like, like a standalone, like white building yeah. with like that's a exactly gravel, a gravel yeah, parking that's lot. That's exactly what it was. I'm not kidding. It was a big white building with a small brick building attached yeah. and a big gravel parking lot. And so, and so John and has they, all like, these secret they, influences. They that, led like the worship at the church. Yeah. So John has all these secret influences that no, none of us no has, ever has ever heard, heard of. Heard. And he always like every once in a while he'll show a couple. One out. To us, and he'll be like, "Whoa, this is crazy, John." Yeah. Whoa, you mean like bands or music that you were exposed to during yeah, just that time? Like crazy Christian music. That's and that's wild. <laughs> when John wow. isn't around, I I describe him as sort of a mythical creature that was like sheltered and only <laughs> exposed to Christian stuff, and that's why, like. Uh, at the beginning of the band, Mike and I would have these conversations about, you know, these songs and these bands that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking like Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, right. things like that. I was just getting into that. And John was just like, who writes that song? It's like, dude, oh this God. is the Beatles. <laughs> well, 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 but at the same time, that's was, a really great angle to have because it it's awesome. all new I to know. you on the come yeah, up. Yeah, it was like, like, yeah, it was awesome. Like one time John came up to me and he's like, dude, I thought of a band name. I was like, what is it? And he's like, what if we named ourselves The Cure? Oh like, my like, God! You're kidding me! I was like, you never heard of the Cure, have you? Like, no. Me. And I was oh like, whoa! <laughs> so John just actually, like, whoa! That means that you <laughs> thought of that on your I mean, own. John's a genius. He doesn't yeah. even know it. You gotta oh keep this guy around. Oh my God! And it's cool that like you grew up that way, and you didn't have like some crazy like rebellious freakout yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! It scares me. <laughs> it's like either you're a psychopath, yeah. or you're gonna, like you're gonna have some like breaking point, but you're not gonna tell anyone yeah. about it. It's a great time just having a kid. He'll shave yeah. his head and he'll appear Lose on stage, my mind. painted. Yeah, no, so, I. Uh, you guys don't understand. I was so my musical influences. I met this uh, crazy man in high school. Uh, his name, his name's Corey, and he was a senior when I was a freshman, and he introduced me to all the like. Uh, indie rock staples of like Pavement and Modest Mouse and Broken Social Scene. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Oh, like Spoon? I uh, love Spoon. Mm. Um, I'm just going through my Discover Weekly. What do they have here? AJ for has me? also a great story about his influences. AJ's parents had them when they were in high school. And so mm. AJ, yeah, my dad AJ my... grew up listening to like Foo Fighters. Like Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Because his parents are. 40. <laughs> yeah, like, my age. Like, no, I'm not, not 40, but they're, they're like, not 40. They, my parents are 18 years older than me. Okay. So my uh, last boyfriend was older than 18 years older than me. Oh. So, oh, I'm just saying. Like, that's not, that's not too old. I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't mean I'm, to, like, that was, I didn't keep, know right, to that. wanted to barrel past that. Okay. But what I will say, I found out the other day that my dad is younger than all of the members of Green Day. Whoa. Which is very weird. That is weird. A couple a couple nights ago, me and um, me and AJ and my brother went with AJ's dad to the Black Crows, and it was amazing to watch AJ's dad just killing it, rock out. My my dad was my dad was singing right right along. So were they? So were you like a uh, like right in key a a backseat baby? I was a backseat baby, and I was exposed to a lot of Metallica. A lot of my first concert was Metallica and Godsmack. Sick. Uh, my second concert ever was Motley Crue. <laughs> my dad's friend tried to get uh, women to take their shirts off for me as a twelve-year-old. Did it work? <laughs> Girls got wild. Luckily, they they said no. This man is too young. <laughs> Sir, why are you asking us this? <laughs> my dad is still friends with that man. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> yeah, no, my family's a rough crowd. At our first, 
uh, at the show where we got um, where we got signed. Oh yeah. By our re- when our record label was there, like we had to make a good impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were suits in the room. We literally got to talk like make a good impression. These guys are from New York City and they don't, they don't like to mess around. They'll probably and take you out to a fancy restaurant. So like, don't act like goofballs. And my <laughs> uncle, oh, gosh. The first, so we walk in the venue. And my uncle, you know, he's already like eighteen beers deep, and his buddy is with him, and he's like, "Oh, look at this! You look like a Neorio. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't wait to see the set tonight, brother." And then later that night, that guy like pinched a girl's butt. And there's and the, a fight. Like, punched, and there's a bar fight. Got punched by the boyfriend. At the police motor. were called. He got thrown out. So it was during our last song. We saw like the crowd like moving back and forth. We're like, oh, people are like really getting into this. And then we, like, we then we like walk off the us. stage. It's motor, and we just like walk off the stage and start talking to people. They're like, holy shit, you guys did. You can't believe that happened. We're like, I thought everyone was just like vibing with our last song. We're like, no, that guy like fell over, and the other guy was on top of him, beating the crap out of him. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> my seventy-five-year-old like, grandpa almost got knocked over. By <laughs> oh man! Wait, that's hardcore. Are you kidding me? Yeah. At the show, awesome. you got son. There was a yeah. butt fight. Yeah. Some pervert got yeah. thrown out. <laughs> so that was AJ's influence. My influences were, I think my mom. Like I just remember riding around in the car, and my mom would listen to like. Singer, songwriter, folk music like John Prine and John mm-hmm. Denver. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of jobs, you know, so I always kind of liked that. And then in high school, I saw a band called J. Roddy Walston in the business. And mm. I was like, mm, there's like that show like changed my life. I was like, I want to play music because they're really, so yeah, here so in like, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It was at the basement of the Taft. Whatever that room's called, the ballroom or something like that. Yeah, it feels like a weird youth group. I didn't even know that there was a basement at the Taft. It's it's dark. Probably like a weird what five hundred cap room or something like that. But there was like two bands, like J. Roddy Walston and a band called Delta Spirit. That I was like, "Mm." oh, I love Delta Spirit, dude! I love Delta Spirit. They are are heroes. Those two are our north star. So the J. Roddy Walston thing, I remember. You know, like I, uh, we we the concerts that we had been going to in high school were usually our friends bands and weird shows weird indie shows and we had this friend sean who you know he's super cynical but he he came up to us and he was like you guys want to hear some real music let me take <laughs> you to a real concert and he took us to the, the the rod show and it was just a total change of scenery because up until then you know we're going to these shows where your hands are in your pockets and you're like oh this is deep this is depressing i love this <laughs> uh, and then you go to j roddy walston and he is you know standing on his piano and he's got the whole room singing along and it's like oh man this is a group experience you know mm-hmm. and these songs are easy to catch on to and it was like this man you know i used to think that like you know making hooked really uh, really catchy hooks and really catchy melodies was you know oh that's selling out but uh, when we went to that show and everybody was like sweating and smiling and yeah. having so much fun, it was like, oh, we got to we got to start making music like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really powerful to say. Yeah. I feel like that's a really um, I think it's awesome that you're like in the band now in that mentality. I feel like maybe what mm-hmm. I've been detrimental to you before and you're too indie about it. You, know? <laughs> you can't you like, can't yeah. be that cynical guy. I think. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that without these dudes, I would have turned into that cynical idiot. Yeah. Weirdo. Yeah, and um, this is a cheesier um, one. But Bring it. Uh-oh. When I was like, I must have been like a freshman in high school or whatever it was, uh, me and my brother went and saw Coldplay at Riverbend. I think <laughs> I was there. The scientist with the light. I was there. And that it, was epic. And it freaking like <laughs> smoked my brain. I was like, this is the coolest. Like, yes! It was so good. And I was like, I don't care how much crap Coldplay has gotten over the years. If somebody was, if I could go back in time and take them to that show of like, 
I don't know how many people, 10,000 people singing along with like mm-hmm. Chris Martin and all those songs. I was like, that was a powerful, like, one right? of the, like I remember like every song from that concert. It was awesome. That's so cool. Well, so it was also because like then you grow up and you're like, these guys are fantastic artists that can mm-hmm. touch so many people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that takes real artistry yeah. and real talent to do that. And yeah. like, you can't knock that at all. And if no. you're an artist yourself, you're like, this is dope. Yeah. You know, play it on the radio on Q102 all you want, but like they're doing something right. Yeah. So. I remember hearing a commercial as like a, when I was in grade school and it had a Coldplay song in it. It was Clocks. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what is this music? Yeah. This is inspiring. That song did blow my mind. And then I think my dad walked by and was like, don't listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Put your your Godsmack record back on. Wait, hold on. So now do you and your dad, do you vibe on music often? Or do you see butt heads a little bit? We really, he and I, we like uh, the same big chunk. You know, we both still love Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl. My mom as well. My mom Mm -hmm. and I love, share a love for for Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters and Black Crows and Led Zeppelin. Uh, but, you know, when I when I veer off into, um, you know, some of the newer stuff that I like, my dad doesn't really jive with that. And when my dad j- goes into, you know, Judas Priest mode, <laughs> I, I'm just like, that's fun, have fun. Smoking in the boys' room, I'll be over here. I still can't get over All of these three influences, though, are so different. Yeah. All yeah. of them are completely different now. So if you could, Mike, if you could um, compare yourself. Not that I want to compare the heavy hours to anybody else, but what, what kind of music do you think y'all are making? Because to be honest, I can't really I can't really pinpoint it. You know, I think like... I think we're the best band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you have you to. You know, I think like some... We still have a love for that like stripping it down a little bit and like almost playing in the kind of like the vein of like the Lumineers. We like real instruments, you know, yeah. like we, we love being able to like, like I, I love the, the when we're asked to like, hey, you guys want to play like a small stripped down show, which is a couple acoustic guitars and maybe like a tambourine. Like I love that because like our mm. songs, we can easily strip down into that format and like play in that in that way, which is really, really fun and special for us. But then I think we also just love being loud and playing rock and roll and being like gross and having long nasty guitar solos and i think that's where like the kings of leon thing comes yeah. in and well, so i think like kind of like in the middle of that of like kings of leon and lumineers and then we also all like freaked out and like had this bonding experience over like old oasis records when we were recording yeah. <laughs> because we yes. were just like because they don't they look back the, in anger. Is that what got you? We oh, literally oh, drove around in our yeah. producer's G wagon, the of our... and we listened to "Don't Look Back in Anger" at like a mind. But, oh man, it was Pierce so and wild. Wonderwall. Yeah, and Wonderwall. Wonderwall is a great song. And he, he was just like, and our producer was like, "Dude, I don't care what you guys say. These songs are huge, and people know them, and people love them, and they will always be awesome." And he's like, "Look at Oasis. They." played the biggest i think they still played like the biggest show in the history of bands they played like a what was it like a two hundred thousand person show in two nights it was like three hundred thousand people yeah or something and, like and like so we just like we just love that like angry not angry but just like the, it's like arena rock but people love it's like it's awesome yeah. you know it's like in, the, in those songs too like those oasis songs you can play wonderwall and don't look back on anger don't look back in anger on an acoustic guitar and people love it so 
We love that, too. Like to wail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like new bands coming up aren't playing instruments like y'all are. It's like you're rapping or you're using a keyboard. It seems to be what is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I what think you y'all said- are starting a whole new, it's a, another wave. What you said, Michael, when you were reiterating about the real instruments thing, I think that that is is key. We like everything. When we were in the studio and we were tracking the album, um, you know, it would have been very, very easy and not expensive at all to, you know, add a saxophone part with a little MIDI controller or add a violin part with a little MIDI controller. But instead, we would call these people up and be like, hey, can you be here tomorrow with your saxophone? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the middle, like in four feet of snow, this guy would like wreck his car and walk up to the, you know, and lay down a couple minutes of sax. And then uh, our producer, David, called his friend who lives in France, like, hey, can you do some violin for us? <laughs> oh, um, that's so cool, really? Yeah. And so, yeah, the real instruments thing, that's, I think that that is kind of something that we put a lot of emphasis on. Sometimes we like real instruments too much and we'll buy guitars from like the 50s that sound like absolute horse crap. That's just you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike's got like eight guitars all from 1922. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> not, not, not from 1922, that's a lie. 1922. <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your latest EP, Wildfire. I also love your Dua Lipa cover. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. That was fun. I love it. The way that it starts is so great. It, like, captivates you. Like, <laughs> it, like, stopped me in my tracks when I when I heard it just, like, playing through. You know what I mean? Michael sings it in the same key that she does. Maybe that's why. For real? That's Isn't not it? true. I, I was like, wait, <laughs> hey, yeah? Hey, hey, real quick. Right? Okay, like, I don't know if my music's enough that's wrong like, or not. I'd like to redact that statement. That was false fake news. <laughs> I mean, it's close. It's like three three half steps away or something like okay. that. It's definitely a half off. Yeah, it's, it's, cl- wow. it's all good. Okay, making a note. I, li- I, I thought AJ that was... AJ lies. <laughs> so, okay, so what song... Okay, so can I tell you, um, what is it, Ache? Maybe mm-hmm. my, my indie soul really, really mm-hmm. loves that one. It's my personal favorite. Nice. That's awesome. That one's fun to play live because I can play favorites. the piano. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Wait, okay. So now there's so many other questions. Like, well, how many instruments do you play? Piano and guitar. Okay. And John? I can play piano, guitar, and bass. Did you teach yourself and all trumpet. three of these? And trumpet. <laughs> Did you learn trumpet in church? Uh, no, I learned it in concert band. Ah. I learned piano from my mom. Who, who's like a piano teacher, but yeah. Oh, great. And? Uh, you know, I started out playing the violin. Really? <laughs> I still know how to play the violin. It's uh-huh. true. I can't really play it in a way that sounds pleasing to the human ear. <laughs> Most people can't. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kind of like a brilliant genius instrument, <laughs> multi-instrumentalist. I can just, whatever you hand me, I can just do it real quick. You can quick. play mandolin, guitar. Any piano. Th- in the band, I, he plays lead guitar, though. Yeah. No, I can fake my way in a couple of things, but I'm mainly just a guitar nerd. Just a guitar nerd. I want to learn how to play the pedal steel someday. Yeah. But What's the pedal steel? It's you sit down. It's usually an old, sad, fat man that sits right behind a, <laughs> this, like, crazy contraption, and it's an open tuning, but it's got, like, a thousand strings and all these pedals underneath it that you press with your thigh and your foot. And it's, uh... It's like white country music. It's like, so country. like I think Spongebob music. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Mar- <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like a didgeridoo <laughs> at the same time somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just look it up. <laughs> like a, a one-man band? Word. Well, you guys, I feel like we just opened up a whole new, like, Pandora's box of, yeah, um, oh of other stuff to talk about. Back. But So you guys are going on tour now. Where can everybody find you? Um, Instagram. 
Instagram. Spotify. Spotify. The Heavy Hours. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even do that on purpose. Um, well, you know, Google The Heavy Hours and you can find yeah. you everywhere. I feel like I listen to you on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. SoundCloud. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. All right, guys. Get- All right. So if, if anybody, people want to go find your one song to listen to, what song should everybody listen to? I'm going to say Wildfire. Okay. Wildfire was like the one song that we made that like after we were done recording it, it was like we sat around and listened to it back in the car and our minds were like, man, we did something that I didn't think we could ever do. Like we were all like, this is the, I don't know if best is the right word because like we can't like write our songs yeah, yeah. like what's the best, but like we definitely had a, a special connection to Wildfire. That's the special yeah, we one. Yeah, listened back to it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, did they go back in and hire somebody else to play guitar? Because like <laughs> this song sounds really good. And then we we isolated the tracks and listened back, and it was like, oh, yeah, that note's out of tune. That was me. <laughs> like, this, this is dope. We did this. That's awesome. But yeah, I think Wildfire was all like a special one, and kind of like. That was the first time that we were all like, man, we can make songs that are big. We can make big songs. We can make songs that we didn't even realize we had the power to do kind of thing. You can make big songs. Yeah. Amen. Now Amen. it's just the beginning. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. We can make big songs. I was songs. thinking, I was like, songs. you should. <laughs> <laughs> big songs from Ohio. Big songs, LLC. If you scour YouTube, our YouTube channel, you can probably find some songs that haven't been released yet. Really? Okay, your videos are great, by the way. What, where did you guys, where did you film Wildfire? Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, that's where it is. I was trying to, I was like, that's not Cincinnati. I don't know Nashville enough to oh, recognize a big farm. it. Yeah. We got to run a, a Ford Bronco that didn't have power steering, and I got to drive it. Shit, how was that? Honestly, pretty hard to drive. It I know. Why did they even make cars <laughs> without power <laughs> like steering? Yeah, it, it, it required all of my arm muscles to even make a, a Wait, hold on, turn. but you're really strong. <laughs> like, can you can bet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why had, that's why I had to drive. I was the only one strong enough to drive the car because of my yeah. arms. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. Oh, AJ and John tried, but they yeah. couldn't, they couldn't uh, get small. into budge. <laughs> too small over here. Well, guys, well, Cincinnati guys, thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see you next time. Yeah. You know, hey. your ne- when your next album comes out or your next EP, can we expect a full length? Full, full length, length in January. Album. Coming out in January. January. Full length in January. We'll have that. you guys back in then. Yes, yeah. please. Let's do it. See, could you feel the best friend vibes raging out of that interview slash conversation, Google Fest? We had so much fun. Flint, we miss you on this one. But John, AJ, and Mike, I had a blast on big special Shout out to you. You had a baby. He had a baby two weeks before we did this. And now y'all are about to go on tour. They're going to be on tour now for the next couple months. Their first stop is in Denver. Cannot wait for that. If you want to know tour details and to get their dope-ass merch they have, go to theheavyhours.com. Boys, thank you so much. Cannot wait to have you back. Their full album is dropping January 2022. Google them. Look up their videos on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all of the things, and we'll see you soon. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.